Yeah, we're going to talk about why I cannot stand flying into not Canada itself, but one of its provinces. And I'm sure you can guess that province. Mm-hmm. Ooh la la. Ooh la 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 la. Uh, that would be Francois de, also known as Quebec. <sighs> so, pretty much. And I'm sorry if you hear this heater in the background. Hey folks, I am back again. Hopefully my mouth is closer to the mic. And we are going to continue on with part two of Get Cash, not the voucher. Part two, because I didn't realize when I was uh, making part one that that Reader's Digest article had that much information in there. And it was so detailed. Oh, it is very detailed. But, I mean, these are great tips. They're giving you the truth. They're telling you what the law is and what your rights are. And what you need to know as a U.S. citizen, as an American, as an American taxpayer. All right? As a revenue passenger. All right, so we're going to continue on. I had stopped with, you know, uh, the part of the article that's titled, Don't Accept, you know, they were saying that uh, Mr. Sapico, I'm going with his first name because I had trouble pronouncing his last name. I apologize. Just don't accept the voucher. Hold your ground and demand that cash, right? So we're going to go on with Educate Yourself here in part two of this podcast. Again. Get cash not the voucher. All right, so educate yourself. You can find out exactly how much compensation you're entitled to online with companies like MyFlyRight, Mr. P. Sapico says. It only takes about a few minutes and very little effort, and they want to make an important note here. However, you are entitled to meal vouchers, and they are not connected to compensation. So by accepting them, you are waiving any of your rights. Wow, just for a meal voucher? Get out. So remember that. All right. So then it goes on. You want to demand money. Demand the money. If your flight is canceled, the airline is legally required to give you a cash refund. Did everyone hear that? Let me repeat it. If your flight is canceled, the airline is legally required to give you a cash refund. But of course, as many of you have known, when you sit out there in a boarding area and they need volunteers and blah, 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 you know they're going to offer that voucher that you can use three within 365 days, da, 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 blah, 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 the whole spiel, Okay. And it will expire, like I just said, a year from the flight date. Or, you know, they're going to offer to rebook your flight. Well, if you're volunteering to get off the flight so somebody else can get on it or it's overbooked or whatever the deal is, yeah, they better be rebooking your flight. Again, don't accept the voucher, the article says. Ask for the money instead. You know, another thing, folks, about asking for the money instead, maybe you're sick of... uh, 
Who's getting on your last nerves? It's JetBlue, and they've been rebooking and overbooking stuff all the time. You're sick of this crap. You had enough of them. You might want to take, a, in your mind, a better airline. And you may decide, no, I want this cash voucher. Because you know why? I'm going to take this cash money and rebuild myself on Delta. Or whoever. Or Southwest or somebody. So, you have more options with the cash money. That's all I want to point out. And then get that other ticket refunded. Because they be bullshitting with their flights. And you're not getting to where you need to be. Because every time you turn around, everything's overbooked. And then it goes on to say, you know, even... Uh, don't accept that voucher. Even if you are rebooked, you should still receive the money for your inconvenience. Don't forget to remember to mention the fees you paid to check your bag, to upgrade your seat, to check in early, whatever else ridiculous fees that they're charging nowadays. If you breathe to the right, you're going to get a fee for that. Okay? All of that stuff that I just mentioned, it equates to cash, not a voucher. Okay, then the article goes on to talk about that, you know, if the person at the gate can't help you. Like I said, a lot of times, these gate agents are limited to what they're going to offer because they're told that's what they're supposed to offer. Um, or it says, you know, if they're refusing to help, you're going to ask to speak with the manager. Nobody's available. We're going to call customer service immediately. Try to tweet the airline your complaint. All right, so next, you want to request cash, even if you volunteer. Like I said, when a flight is overbooked, a lot of times you'll hear the gate agent requesting volunteers in exchange for a voucher or it says or a gift card. I've never heard about a gift card, but definitely airline vouchers. And then, you know, they'll tell you that, you know, they're up to 500 bucks. Now, I've been at the gate where they have, maybe they overbooked it by 10 people or something and they need 10 volunteers because the flight seats 120, but 130 people actually freaking showed up. Okay, um, so that can get desperate for them with the gate agents. And you'll hear them at first, they'll offer, because there's so many people, they'll offer like $300 for 10 volunteers. They're not getting no volunteers. So then, or they only get two volunteers. Then, you know, it goes up because they still didn't get the volunteers that they need. And they don't want a, um, a fight at the gate. So now they're going to offer $500. And you got those people that are smart enough to wait around till they hear the number that they like. And they keep up in the ante. So again, the article says, and then what they've been repeating through this whole article, you know, it is your right to request money instead of a voucher. And this is what's very important and I need everyone to listen. In fact, under federal law, you have the right to a cash option. So it says, you know, the maximum that most airlines will give is $10,000. All right, so there's another link here. I'm going to click on this link because we don't have uh, that many points to the rest of this article. And I'm in part two, so I'll have time to go through this. So this article is by Lindsay Tiger. T-I-G-A-R. It's going to make a Winnie the Pooh joke, but I won't. It says, if your flight is overbooked, know your rights as a passenger. <laughs> I kind of don't want to go into this part of the article, but you know, they were talking about after a recent viral video showing an airport security forcibly dragging the doctor off his flight. And don't get me started on that doctor, okay? You might wonder what rights you have when you're attempting to vacay or make a business meeting. So the longest short of it all, generally speaking, whatever airline and airport officials and the TSA Security Administration says goes. While abiding by the rules will definitely make it less likely that you'll be ripped out of your seat. <laughs> 
And after that incident, folks, nobody's getting ripped out of their seat. Well, not on camera anyway, because I'm going to tell you what the airlines are going to do now. Nobody wants to see that whole Dr. Dow situation play out again, like you saw on that United flight. Um, so immediately after that had went public and happened, my major airline and others, they changed their policies on how they uh, deny people boarding or whatever. It's a situation that was overbooked or whatever. That situation, particular situation, wasn't necessarily overbooked uh, with the United flight. What happened was... Something had canceled and they needed to get the crew there. So they just booked them last minute. And then they had to take three volunteers off. Well, we're trying to get volunteers to get that crew on. And then the whole mishap happened. Okay. But anyway, what happens now is we'll deplane the whole entire damn flight. Because we don't want a scene like that playing out on our airline. Now the airlines are going to probably follow suit. So it'll be like, and I've seen this happen on, I think it was on Spirit too. There's a viral video that I'll talk about later. But um, they're going to deplane the entire flight. They're going to be like, folks, we got a situation. We need everybody to deplane so we can handle it. You get everybody off. And hopefully the person that they're trying to get off will go inside with everybody else. A lot of time, crazy won't do that. And then if they need to snatch your ass up, they can snatch your ass up. Because now they got everybody else off the aircraft. So just be aware of that. Because I know there's some people out there. There's those few out there thinking, yo, let me pull a Dr. Dow so I can get paid. And no, it ain't happening. But anywho. Yeah, and I agree with this article. Just, you know, what Homeland Security says goes. Just follow them so you don't get snatched up. <laughs> you don't get snatched up. So it also talks about how schedules are more of an estimate, not a promise. And yeah. They can make these schedules several months ahead and then further down the line decide to take them out the schedule and then now you don't have a flight. Which is crazy because you may have something very important going on, a wedding, honeymoon, uh, some very serious business meeting, whatever. So I went off track here. I'm not going to read all that because I don't know. Hey, I just flew a four-day trip. I'm tired. Um... And it did one of those switcheroo things to me where you start in the afternoon, then it flips to the morning in the middle of the morning, in the middle of the trip. I don't like that crap. They need to stop it. You know what? I should write up a fatigue report. Because they fatigue. Anyway. So anyway, continuing on. Get help. If the airline still won't budge, request help from a third-party service like AirHelp. Now, folks, I can't necessarily advocate air help to you or not because I never use it. I never even heard of it. But it's a very simple concept, air help. Uh, this says that air help will research and check your compensation for your flight in the moment. And also for flights from the past three years. Whoa. Well, well, well. I'm going to have to do some research on air help. They'll even file a claim on your behalf of any of your eligible flights. Now, I'm sure this costs something. Um, I, like I said, I've never heard of it. Hmm. Let me get on the YouTube here. Find out about some air help. All right. So, this is important. Uh, when in Europe, policies will differ throughout the United States, but they're very strict in Europe, says Torben Lon, Lone, Lone. This is the editor-in-chief of Dive In, Dive.in, an online travel magazine. Never heard of it, but hey, give it a whirl. If your flight was canceled and the airline was at fault, 
you can demand a full refund that must be paid in full within a week. You also have the right to free room and board according to European Union laws. This also includes flights that are outbound from Europe to anywhere in the world, Loan says, and so never accept a voucher if a flight is canceled while you are traveling in Europe. The only exceptions are weather and other circumstances where the airline isn't responsible for the cancellation, like a terrorist attack and things like that. All right, so I want to get a big shout out to Daniel Braff. Danielle, I'm sorry, Danielle Braff, who wrote this article. Um, I'll give a brief description of her. It says that she regularly covers travel, health, and lifestyle for Reader's Digest. And her articles have been published in the New York Times, Chicago Tribune, Washington Post, Boston Globe, why not the Philadelphia Inquirer? Just kidding. And other publications. She has a master's degree in journalism from Northwestern University and a master's degree in musicology from Oxford in England. Ooh, la-ti-da. Thanks, Danielle, for the article. You want to go check out her, I guess maybe this is a blog, www.danielbraff.com. That's www.d-a-n-i-e-l-l-e-b-r-a-f-f.com. You can also follow her on Facebook and all these things. I'm just giving her a shout out because, hey, without this article, I wouldn't have a podcast. <laughs> Wouldn't have these two episodes of the podcast. I wish I could smack you, but I could get fired. But it might be worth it. So, this is just going to be a special part of this podcast. It has nothing to do with uh, fighting for your ticket and all that kind of stuff and passengers' rights. This is just something off the cuff. Not off the cuff, but... um, going in a different direction because i'm pissed <laughs> yeah we're gonna talk about why i cannot stand flying into not canada itself but one of its provinces and i'm sure you can guess that province mm-hmm. Ooh la la Ooh la 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 uh that would be francois de also known as quebec <laughs> so pretty much Yeah, so let me continue on about why I don't like flying up here. Why? Francois de, or the demographics of Francois de, piss me off, okay? Um, I always seem to be very angry at the end of these flights that I don't do too often, thank God. Uh, Just, so today... Northeastern city to Quebec to Montreal. And I don't like flying into Quebec City either. We don't have overnights in Quebec City, but we do fly in and out of Quebec City. I don't know if I would want to overnight in Quebec City because they say, like, they say they don't speak any English. Now, they do speak English here in Montreal, whether they want to or not, but they speak it. All right, and when you see the translations, or when you see all the French, you'll see the French dominates in its larger print on signs and things like that. And you'll see there's English, but the shit is tiny. Like they think they're funny. <laughs> Whatever, Quebec. So let me continue on. Um, yeah, on this flight, I go through to do my beverage service, and um, guys, you know, ask me for his coke and. 
his his dude Jack Daniels and he was like and I you know as part of our announcement you know we say blah 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 we welcome the special people and there's a lavatory in the back and da 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 and then I say you know unfortunately Wi-Fi is not available on this aircraft it's part of the announcement that I'm required to read in flight so you know people know we let you know and sometimes I actually tell people while we're on the ground, while we're boarding, so I don't let, I'll say, you know, we don't have Wi-Fi. So if you would like to, you have about 10 or 15 minutes if you like to download something from Netflix or whatever um, internet movie provider that you have. Just to give them heads up. It's, simple, it's a lot of time. I downloaded a movie or a K-drama or whatever, or a couple episodes of K-drama or something within five minutes. It just depends on how fast your internet is, the data that you have. So, you know, give them heads up. I'm looking out for you. Like, hey. Anywho. Um, so, Mr. Call him Mr. S. I want to call him Mr. Shithead. Okay? But, yeah, Mr. S. So, he he goes, um, so you don't, you don't have a Wi-Fi? I was like, no. Nope, we don't. So Mr. Uh, Mr. S is livid. He's so mad. I don't understand why there's not Wi-Fi. This is ridiculous. Da, da, da. I was like, I'm sorry, sir. Yeah, we don't have Wi-Fi. I said, you know, yeah, that's just first world problems. I was like, you know, I think you're going to be okay without it for, for 60 minutes. It'll be okay. Like, kind of joking. We saying it like, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Like, you need to chill. He <laughs> was... He was so angry about not having Wi-Fi. I'm like, dude, we just got through the pandemonium, okay? The world flew. That kept us in our houses, restricted our lives, restricted my breathing. What? You, we just got through all that. You don't have to wear a mask anymore. You can fly. You about to have a nervous breakdown. And I mean a nervous freaking breakdown because... You can't have Wi-Fi for 60 minutes? I guess he must be on his period or something. You don't. You can't do your graphs and charts without the Wi-Fi? Do you really need that to do your graphs and charts? I don't know, dude. Anyway. Yeah, he was livid. And it was, um, what do you call when you transfer energy? Yeah, he transferred that crap right onto me. I was so mad. I just went storm. <laughs> I had to go get his Jack Daniels. I went, <laughs> I went stomping up to the front to get the booze for him, and um, <laughs> I apologize to the people on that flight. Or the people, a couple people up front, they saw me. They knew I was pissed. I was like throwing plastic cups. <laughs> I slammed a thing of plastic cups in like the first seat because I was pissed. I had to throw something. I didn't throw it at anybody. I just threw it in the seat. But um, they could see I was pissed off. So I come back there, his, he wanted double check. I was like, you know what, since you were inconvenienced by the um, not having the Wi-Fi, you know, it's on the house. Oh, I want a paper. I said, no, it's on the house. I said, my machine don't work any damn way. I said, yeah, you've been inconvenienced because we don't have Wi-Fi. And here's your two shots of Jack Daniels. And that's how I plugged it into the, um, into my tablet. Yeah. He was inconvenienced. And he was. He doesn't have any 
Yeah, exactly what I just said. It's an inconvenience. It's an inconvenience. It is a first world problem. Now, I'm not for sure if he was Canadian or not. Just an American flying to Quebec. But um, uh, this thing about Canadians being nice, well, not here in this province, okay? Because I told you I have issues with Quebec. Excuse me, Francois de. And um, I don't know, just regular Canadians too. I've had <laughs> some issues where, I mean, this one dude gets on my flight. We're going to Toronto. I don't know if it's Toronto or Toronto. I don't give a damn. We're going to Ontario. And um, the guy, he boards and he loses his passport as he boards the flight. Now, whose problem is that? That's not mine. You're an adult. You're responsible. You lost your passport. So I'm asking him questions, trying to backtrack where it is. Because I do this for a living. I know what the hell I'm talking about. So, and then while I'm talking to him, dip, ding diggity do. Little Miss Muffet over here to the left is like, maybe you want to make it an announcement to see if anybody, you know, like I do that as a last resort. I try to find it first because usually it's usually around the seat somewhere or in their pocket or whatever. And then I get on the PA and I say, whatever, let me do my job, boo-boo kitty. Why don't you sit there and shut the hell up? I'm the flight attendant. You shut up. Anyway, I hate people like that. So anyway, so before I even get to that, I wanted to find it around the seat first or see if he had it in his pocket or, you know, if he, where he tracked his steps when he was in the boarding area. So I asked him to stand up for me because, you know, a lot of times people have shit fall out of their pockets to the side and that's between the fuselage, but so between the sidewall and the armrest for people that are seated by the window, I find a lot of shit there. Passport, driver's license, wallets, keys. Uh, You know, one day. One day, some asshole from payroll at some company left a shit, left like 30 paychecks in the seat back pocket. I'm like, dude, are you unbelievable? So back in the story, (laughs) because that day I could not believe that. But, um, yeah, so I looked on the side between the sidewall or the fuselage and the uh, armrest of his window seat. And there it is. Voila. Because I know what I'm doing. I know people's habits. I find things all the time. There it is. So I give it to him. Do you know this? And I'm going to bleep that. This. Um. Had an attitude. Bitch, you lost your passport. I find it for you. and You give me an attitude. Screw you, dude. See. I don't like people like that. But anyway. It was a Canadian passport, so now they look similar to our U.S. passports because you know we're we're both North Americans, so the damn thing is um, navy, and that's how it is. I think the British, the U.K. one is going back to a darker, a dark blue or navy too, because you know they Brexit or whatever the hell, so you won't see the red ones anymore. Maybe I don't know. That's what they say. I might look that up. I might not. Anyway, I just have to get that off my chest. The the arrogance, the audacity. And then, um, I know I jumped from one story to another. But this is all about Canada. Mostly about Quebec. And the whole thing with the Wi-Fi. I, I remember one time, now this isn't Quebec. This is, um, I picked up, I had a few passengers on board from Pittsburgh to Philly. 
No, it couldn't have been from Pittsburgh to Philly because we don't do that. That's too damn long. I'm sorry. Because that's western Pennsylvania to east, southeastern Pennsylvania. Hell no. Um, It was more than likely it was um, Pittsburgh to like Rochester or somewhere. But anyway, you know, I come to the cab and the guy was like, do you guys have Wi-Fi? I was like, no. And uh, he was like, hmm. He was really perturbed by that. And he was like, you know what? Maybe... Maybe when you get together, now he's talking to me, the flight attendant. I'm a flight attendant. I'm flight crew. We move around. We fly. Okay. We don't work in offices and gray cubicles. And then anyway, he goes, so maybe when you get together with your airline and you have your monthly meetings, you, maybe you should mention it to them that they should provide Wi-Fi on this. I was like, um, excuse me. I was like, sir, um, I'm flight crew. We don't have monthly meetings. You may have that at your company, at your admin job, where you sit at a desk and stare at two or three computer screens or whatever the hell you do. Because I know you're sitting there making graphs and charts. But, um, dude, no, we don't. We don't do that. But you know, I- I'll mention it, which is complete bullshit. But um, anyway, just that that guy was pretty arrogant this is you know some of these this is kind of this is what i might deal with here and there just irritating people like that first world little bitches they need to get a grip on reality anyway on that note I just want to add that it took every fiber of my being not to laugh in his face Toodles. Angeles Times. The story is by Dakota Smith, a staff writer, and it was published on March 6, 2023. It is titled, Man Tried to Open Plane Door, Stab Attendant on LA to Boston Flight, Prosecutors Say. A man tried to open an emergency exit door and stab a flight attendant with a broken spoon on a Los Angeles to Boston flight Sunday, prosecutors said. Francisco Severo Torres, 33, was arrested Sunday at Boston Logan International Airport, the Department of Justice said in a statement Monday. Torres of Leominster, Massachusetts, was charged with one count of interference and attempted interference with flight crew members and attendants using a dangerous weapon. The alleged incident took place on United Airlines Flight 2609, which left Sunday morning from Los Angeles International Airport. About 45 minutes before landing in Boston, flight crew were notified that one of the plane's door was disarmed, according to a complaint filed in federal court in Massachusetts on Monday. The starboard side door's locking handle had been moved out of the locked position, and in an emergency slide, armor lever had been moved to the disarmed position, according to the prosecutors. Torres was once seen around the door, prosecutors said, and a flight attendant confronted him. Torres asked the flight attendant if a camera had captured him tampering with the door, according to the complaint. Then, Torres got out of his seat and thrust towards one of the flight attendants in a stabbing motion. He hit the attendant on the neck three times, prosecutors said. Passengers tackled Torres and helped restrain him. 
Torres was immediately taken into custody upon the flight's arrival to Boston, prosecutors said. In an interview with police, Torres said he went into the bathroom and broke a spoon in half to make a weapon. According to the complaint, he also said that he disarmed the door. He told police that he had the idea of jumping out of the plane and acknowledged that many people would die if he opened the plane door, according to the complaint. A message left for Torres, public defender, wasn't immediately returned. United, in a statement Monday, praised the quick action of our crew and customers and said that the company was working with law enforcement. No serious injuries were reported and the statement read, we have zero tolerance for any type of violence on our flights and this customer will be banned from flying on United pending an investigation. End of story. There you have it, folks. It is 2023. We're just into March and people are still acting crazy on these flights when will this crap end never there's always going to be some wildness craziness somewhere um it just seems this pandemic excuse me pandemonium has kicked it in high gear of course it's not as bad as 2021 but it's still um higher than normal than the normal 150 year, um, excuse me, 150 like incidents that have that used to happen prior to 2020. So, hey, take your medication. Mental health is very important. Take care of yourself. And if you're enjoying My Needle Jet, don't forget to subscribe or follow and leave a review. Thanks.